to Read Between the Lines, a podcast on Afro-optimism, urban culture, worldviews, and so much more. I am here today with Mr. Kapalo Mutenda, a media consultant, and he's going to share with us a few of his thoughts on our topic, Debate for Developing Society. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. I hope it's going to be an interesting discussion or even a debate, depending on what our views are. Now, we've discussed before the issue of what is sometimes called hierarchism, a society where hierarchy is distorted and somebody's thoughts and ideas are valued based on their status in society instead of how good an idea is. How much damage do you think hierarchism has done in the Zambian society? Well, I think in addition to hierarchism, I guess we can just tackle uh, culture as well because there is, of course, the impediment of uh, a person who is older, who has more gray hair, having more weight to their uh, opinions to the extent that anybody who is younger, significantly younger than them, uh, is not listened to at all. And I mean, of course, this is a hindrance because the quality of an idea is not dependent on who it comes from. It's dependent on the content of the idea. Of and course. That's, uh, that's one thing which we can agree on. And if there is undue weight put on someone with more experience or someone who has uh, more age, then that's always going to be a problem. Now, that's not to say that age or experience does not benefit. The more you see in life, the more you've experienced, the more likely it is uh, that you're going to have well-rounded uh, opinions, well-rounded views. But that's not always the case. Sometimes you just have more experience in being stuck in your view, stuck in your uh, your ways. And so, when you invoke, you know, the hierarchy, you pull the hierarchy card. Uh, to shut down a debate. You do yourself yeah. no favors, you do uh, the other person no favors, and yeah, it really retards uh, development in so many ways. It reminds me of uh, a friend who joined an organization, and he had many bright ideas, and after a few weeks he was just told, young man, there's a way we do things here, and that was the end of his bright ideas. Exactly. I mean, when we talk about uh, hierarchy, we talk about uh, tradition and also just culture in general. And when we talk about culture, we're not just talking about uh, traditional societal culture. There's also a culture of how we do things uh, in this line of work, in this industry, how we do things in this particular part of the country. You know, every place, every uh, community uh, has its own culture. Any time that is used to shut down debate is, uh, is always bad. Personally, I'm a person who feels there is nothing made of man that is beyond debate. There's right. nothing which is sacred. And even scripture, for those who uh, are so inclined, even scripture opens so many things up for debate. Uh, not to turn this into a religious broadcast, but if you read, for example, the book of Habakkuk, some of the conversations which we would be uh, you know, reticent to have with God, God says, well, no, it's okay, you can ask me this uh, so long as you can, you know, deal with my answers. And so there's nothing which should be beyond debate. But uh, all you have to do is just suggest to the average Zambian that there's another way or there's a way to improve upon the cooking of Shima. And you'll see just how <laughs> powerful, you know, culture is when it comes to uh, stopping debate in its tracks. 
Right. So from what you've said, for us to have real dialogue, debate must be part of it. Otherwise, it's not really a two-way conversation. Well, one thing which I always learned is the importance of debate is, firstly, in case you are wrong, you listen to other views so that you can correct yourself. But then even in the situation where you are correct, you do hold the right views, debate is also important so that you can hold them for the right reasons. You know, you don't just hold views uh, blindly. You have to have those views tested so that you hold them for the right reasons. Because holding the right views for the wrong reasons can be just as bad as holding mm. the wrong views. And so debate should always be allowed. I mean, if you haven't noticed by now, I'm very much an advocate of, uh, of free speech and, the, and uh, you know, uh, civil rights and, uh, and the like. And this is something which I believe moves society forward. If you look at the history, of Zambian and African society in general. So much of why we failed to move forward is because nobody allowed the discussion of how can we do things better because they thought their jobs would be at risk, because they thought that everything they knew was going to crumble around them. And so for the comfort of what it is that they knew, they said, well, we're not going to entertain any kind of debate at all. And that's held us back. True, quite true. So, how did you become so passionate about debate? Well, I was born uh, a public speaker, as uh, my mother and nursery school teacher will attest. <laughs> uh, I was always the child who would be like, but why? No, but why? No, but why? And so, uh, it was always uh, a question of, well, you have this opinion, you tell me to do this, but it has to be justified. You have to have a reason uh, for me to do this for me to do it. And so when I went to high school, I joined the debate team, became captain of the debate team, and my passion for public speech uh, just grew from there. I've, I've always been a person who can spend hours, if unchecked, listening to some <laughs> of the great speeches of, of history. I have a dream and, uh, and the like. And so it's just how people use words how they use words to evoke emotion, to provoke thought, and things like that has always fascinated me, especially that I work in media and uh, I encounter words every day to convince and to educate and to excite and things like that. So it's uh, very much a part of who I am and now a part of what I do. Right, so help, uh, help us understand what makes a good debater. <laughs> That's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> one thing, one, one thing I, I noticed during my time, and this is, we're talking about high school debate here. One thing I noticed during my time as a debater uh, in school is what makes a good debater is very subjective. Okay, we'll get on to other forms of debate, but just uh, an anecdote from high school. I remember a lot of schools, what would make a good debater was your ability to be verbose, ability to use big words. Uh, right. What I believe Oxford Dictionary calls George Mpomboism. Uh, <laughs> your, your, your ability to use these uh, extravagant words, uh, you, you don't confuse people, you discombobulate them, <laughs> and, and things like that. And at the school I was at, we always considered what made a good debater the ability to use simple words to convey complicated thoughts. And, and, and I yes. still hold on to that today. Your ability to break down uh, the complex and make it understood by the people who are listening. 
and it's not just in terms of the words you use, not just in terms of them grasping the words and the meaning of the words, but being able to convey feeling as well as thought in your words. So a good debater is somebody who is able to tell a person, this is why what I think, but also this is why I think it. And the person is able to put themselves in your shoes and understand your point of view. They may not always agree with you, but they do understand your point and where you're coming from. Nice, nice. Probably I would add on one often overlooked quality, and that's uh, being a good listener. Because in a good debate, you have to be able to capture the essence of what someone else is saying and then be able to respond to it. I suppose it's, uh, it becomes quite a mess when someone responds to things that someone else is not saying. Yes, uh, as uh, the great uh, social philosopher and broadcaster of our day, Mutale Mwanza, once said, uh, <laughs> listen to understand and not to respond. And uh, in as much as that was you know, taken, it went viral, taken as a meme, there is a lot of truth in what she said. One aspect of a good debate is you have your point, you're able to listen to the other person's point, not with the view of just countering each and every word that they've said without countering the thought of what they've said, but being able to mm. take what they've said, break it down and give it back to the person, but in your in your own terms. And I think that's, that's very uh, critical. That's why at school I was always the summarizing uh, debate. It gave me a chance to revise some of my notes and counter some of the points uh, which uh, the opponents had put forward uh, in their debate. Very important, very important, because if we don't listen to each other, then we are just as good as shouting each other, like in an angry mob. Yes, and you know, the thing is, when it comes to debate, the use of words is, we're never going to have full consensus, because there's so many different styles of debate. And there are some per people who are going to make, I mean, we talked about having your views and conveying them, giving them to another person uh, to understand and to feel. How you go about that, there's always going to be you know, differences of opinion on that. Uh, you talk about uh, flattery, for example. Yes. Uh, you and arm a skeptical mind by uh, uh, you know, complimenting them on their, their shoes or uh, their clothing or something about their appearance. It disarms the person. It uh, disarms their defenses. But yes. is it necessarily part of good debate? The person will say, well, look, if the person is now more receptive to my ideas, then yes, it's good debate. Another person will say, yeah, but it's got nothing to do with your points and it's uh, a false acceptance because they're accepting you as a person, not necessarily the points that you've made. So there's always going to be uh, a difference of opinion and it all all depends on what exactly you're trying to achieve in this debate. Well, I guess that shows that we can't separate a person's values from how they approach the, the issue of debate. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's true, because I, I do recall uh, there were some people, and again, Listeners, you forgive me if I keep uh, harking back to uh, to high school debate. Those were my golden. That, that was my peak. Uh, it's, it's all been downhill since then. <laughs> Not quite. But... I, I remember in high school there were some speakers who would be put off 
by interjections once you get into your flow and someone interjects you uh, you fail to get back into your flow and some people would use that they, they, they would look at this person even though they don't necessarily believe in the objections they're raising even though they're frivolous and the trivial you still keep raising objection after objection just to throw the person off course now if this is a uh, an issue to do with your values ethics and whatever I mean it's a, it's it's it, it, it's all debatable it's all subjective uh, as to whether you'd use those tactics on someone who is not so easily swayed by objections it, it's it's you know it, it, it's all up to the person the individual sometimes a person will employ tactics which they wouldn't uh, employ in everyday conversation is debate important for business debate is important in every aspect of life and I know there are many people who don't want to hear this every aspect of life the only issue is how the debate is had okay how you approach the debate there's a way in which I can debate with my elders which is respectful which is appropriate but still debate you know right. it, it, it shouldn't stand to reason that just because somebody is uh, 20 30 years my senior that whatever they go says I should be able to question if my boss gives me an assignment I should be able to question is this the right way to go about things uh, should we not consider doing things in such and such a way and just because he's my boss just because he's the MD the CEO uh, the chairman of the board it it should not stand to reason that see his way or the highway there should be some room for me to respectfully and appropriately question but there's too much of who are you and what have you done in order to justify your ability uh, to have a voice and so we would be much more willing as a CEO to listen to a point of debate from uh, the CFO or uh, such not than from someone who is perhaps an office orderly or someone who is lower down. Why? Because uh, the disparity in uh, our positions on the company hierarchy. We go back to uh, you know the issue of hierarchy and that shouldn't be the case. So long as a person is speaking on something and, and uh, you know there's, there's so many I can points. Tell yes. there's, there's a lot we could say <laughs> so, on this issue. So many points which go far beyond the scope of a 15-minute podcast. But I'm not going to start to raise a question on something which I'm not knowledgeable about. That would be inappropriate. But if it's something I know, something I'm comfortable with, I should be able to have a voice so long as I approach it correctly. Thank you so much for those very insightful thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and we look forward to having you again on the program. Debate, the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for having me. All right. Thank you and good day to our listeners as well.